Hello and welcome to Boyle Meets World. I'm your host as always, Andrew Boyle. And to this day, 24 years since some change, nothing's ever changed. I am still not funny. We are joined as usual for Commissioner's Corner with Jackson Naylor Cook, Waxon's World. Waxon, thanks for being here. Am I funny? Uh, you're. I don't think you've ever been funny. I don't think you've ever said a funny thing in your life. I don't think I've ever had a funny thought. I don't think I've ever encountered something funny that had to do with myself. Um, I'm just an overall just unfunny guy, and I've grown to accept that. At Have this you point ever in my life. even had a funny encounter with anyone? Mm, I might have been close a couple times, but nothing that comes to mind. So my I'm, my gut feelings no. <laughs> huh? Hey, we um real quick before we start commissioner's corner, we're gonna probably turn this into a segment eventually but we have a food review first one ever on boil meets world or i think above average media in general we're joined by none other than my lovely <laughs> wife morgan boyle morgan thank hey you don't forget here. about the donut reviews oh the donut reviews are a beast of their own but this is a completely different and the realm. beer and the beer yeah we did do battle of the beers okay so oh, yeah we did do that. anyway quick backstory um Burger King has an impossible meat whopper. I rarely, and I say rarely, and I mean rarely, ever eat a Burger King. I can't remember the last time I've ever had Burger King. I don't think I've ever had a whopper in my life, let alone an impossible whopper. And tonight pretty much confirmed <coughs> why I don't do business with Burger King. So, Burger King, so I am a Sprint mobile phone user, which has been bought out by T Mobile which means I benefit from these things called T-Mobile Tuesday. So every Tuesday, T-Mobile does these offers. And the one this week was a free Whopper or Impossible Whopper. So I go through the trouble of downloading the Burger King app, creating an account, and then all I have to do is use the redemption code. So I use the redemption code, order my free Impossible Whopper. It shows me that the order is free, and all I have to do is drive through the drive-thru. So I get to the drive-thru, let them know my order number, number 84, they're like, okay, second window, and then they say, 348. And I was like, oh, okay, they must just have an issue there. So I pull up, they hand, or they don't hand me the food. They say, that'll be 348. And I say, oh, oh, look here, I, I made the order on the mobile app. Here's the redemption code. They said, no, it didn't come through for us. Um, even if you use the code, um, we've been having an issue with the code today, so you're going to have to pay full price. <laughs> Lord. I am absolutely floored by this on a plant-based burger. So I look at them and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Right? Like where's Ashton Kutcher? I'm I'm on punk. I think at at this point, Bull meets world meets Ashton Kutcher would have been a great podcast, but anyway, no, they're dead serious. They want me to pay for my free impossible Whopper. So I'm like, you know what? You can keep it. And then luckily the manager had the goal to speak up and said, you know, we do have a deal where you buy, one item for a dollar and get a free impossible whopper first order on the app so i do that i go through again i order the four piece chicken nuggets because you can't go wrong with burger king nugs come to find out before tax they're 99 cents so the nuggets didn't count so i had to buy a whole drink so i had to spend two dollars and 16 cents to get a free impossible plant-based a plant-based burger but anyway Packaging's nice. It looks like a big burger. Morgan's going to join the review. I'm a gentleman, so I'm going to let Morgan take the first bite. But off of appearance alone, it's weird that they have lettuce on an already plant-based burger. 
I don't know what that's about. And they have tomatoes. I mean, it's already a plant-based burger, so putting plants on plants just doesn't make sense. Did you not want anything to be on it? I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just take your first bite right into the mic so we can hear the crunch. Okay, it actually looks just like any regular, like the veggie burgers I have in my fridge. Here goes Morgan's first bite of a Impossible Whopper. Thoughts? Hmm. Hmm. World's waiting, Morgan. The world wants to know. I don't know. It just tastes like... I think it still tastes like kind of just like a fast food burger. Adam, what do you think, Andrew? Mm. I mean, it's definitely got that Burger King taste. Like I said, I don't typically eat a Burger King, but every time I have a Burger King burger in my mouth, it's a familiar taste. And it's got it. The charboiled or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not like something I would go out of my way and like pull over on the interstate and order. Pull over on the interstate. Bull <laughs> <Holton. laughs> world does not condone domestic violence, but it's decent. I um I mean I can't really tell a difference, I guess. Appearance wise, oh yeah, you can tell. I think it's a little bit more bland than what you would get. Like it's lacking meatiness. Mm-hmm. Like if you watch the the Burger King commercials where they like trick people into thinking they're eating a real Whopper, like you this would, this patty this patty looks nothing like what they do in the commercials. This looks like a very like whitish brown patty. You can definitely tell the difference between that and a typical burger patty. Um, well, I, has there ever fast been food. a fast? Has there ever been a fast food restaurant that has shown something on a commercial that looks like the same in real life though? Mm. Maybe Sonic. I can give you Sonic, but that's that's probably it. Mm. Maybe Chick Fil A. You know, I mean Chick Chick Fil A's good business. Chick Fil A's got but a Chick Fil A's model. Chick Fil A's hardly fast food though. Chick Fil A is like a fine establishment. I think Chick Fil A is a, one of the few businesses in which they could do whatever they want, and they still have my business. Chick Fil A. Should not even be in this conversation with Burger King. Completely mm-hmm. out of the realm. Mm-hmm. That's that might be one of the smartest things you ever said, Morgan. Thanks, Jackson. And Morgan's gonna be a doctor one day. <laughs> Overall, my thoughts are it lacks the meatiness, so it's bland. So I think to compensate for it, they put the tomato, they put the lettuce, they put the onion and pickles and mayo and that covers the other part of what would be a burger. I would definitely say the last couple bites where it was just like bun, maybe a little bit of mayo, and then the fake patty. Not that great. Like Morgan said, pretty bland. Could use some buffalo sauce. Um, the four-piece nugs, we had buffalo sauce. Four-piece nugs were bomb. I'm just not happy I had to buy them. I think my veggie burgers that I have in the fridge have more seasonings than that, and it has more of a flavor than that burger. That's just me. As a red meat eating man, I can confirm I've had a few veggie burgers at Morgan's, and they are better than that Impossible Whopper. And just to clarify, I do eat meat. Morgan eats meat, and she probably will tonight, is all I'll say. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a good one. Boy, that might have been your first funny thing. 
Well, Morgan actually wrote it down for me, so it's not an original funny thought, so I can't take full credit for it. Okay. Okay. Morgan actually is my ghostwriter. She writes all my quote unquote jokes for Boy in this World. So anytime but you're you not think funny. Exactly. So anytime you think I might be being funny, it's actually Morgan being funny. Hey, women are funny. Well, I think you guys should do this every once in a while. Next time Jackson does a food review. Okay. Yes. I think that's a that's a good uh thing to talk about. I, you can't go wrong with food. I think that's a good idea. Well, and I think it goes without saying we are not sponsored by Burger King. I don't think I'd want to after the way they treated me this evening. But but um, if Burger King wants to offer us a sponsorship, we aren't going to deny it. No, absolutely not. But the present day, as things currently stand, I'm not going out begging Burger King for a sponsor is all I'm saying. But if and when we do get big enough that we've got all sorts of promotions, um... We will have our own Travis Scott burger one day. Um, if it's with Burger King, Burger King, just know that I'm going to remember this day. If we really hey. wanted to sponsor with somebody, it would be Chick Fil A. Yeah, hey, absolutely. I'm not. I'm. I'm going to be Ricky Bobby and Talladega Nights. I'm never going to turn down a sponsorship. I'll even put Fig Newtons on the windshield of my car. Sure. <laughs> Even though it might make it a little harder to drive. I mean, I mean, I'm never going to turn. Stat or the status of the league looks a little bit different than the last time we addressed you guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that without a doubt, there is a new number one in the league coming into week three. Yeah, I think we. Know, I think we both know who that is. Uh, we will get to him in a bit. Um, number ten has cemented himself as number ten again. And after the trade he has put out, um, I think he's going to maintain that number 10 spot. But, um, Jackson, you want to start us off with who number 10 in the league is? Uh, you never sent me the rankings. Is it my uh, rankings? The, ranking, the rankings are your rankings because they're also Shoto's rankings and they're also my rankings and no one else sent oh. rankings. So the owner's poll is actually just one person's poll. Oh, perfect. Chris, Nate Gonzalez is 10th uh, place then. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Not a great week for Nate. Um, he lost by almost 100 points, which in fantasy football, um, I think the average score of the week, not including you, Jackson, was like 120-something. Yeah. So the fact that he almost lost by 100 points just goes to show how bad of a week he had. Eh, his opponent had a decent week, too. but I will say... He did make a trade today with uh, Matt Weekless, and I think that's a good. I think it's a good deal for Nate. I made these rankings before Nate made that deal, and if Nate did, if I would have known Nate made that deal or had that deal in the pipeline, I probably would not have ranked him as ten. I mean, he still doesn't have that great of a team. Oh, no, no. I mean, he's still one of the bottom-tier teams in the league, but I don't know if he'd be the first team. I think the worst team in the league is actually our number nine team. Yes, after today's moves, um, the trade wire was a unbelievably not well-thought-out one. We'll say that. Yes, I I agree. Our number nine team is, of course, none other than Chris Brake who finds himself again right near the bottom of the pack. Um, just has not had much luck in the YDFFL. Um, he's 
come and gone and come back and it just hasn't been working out for Chris Breakin. I think, to tell you the truth, I, I don't know what his deal is. I just I question his fantasy football knowledge. I think he's a great guy. I'd hate to be in his bad side. I just don't know. I, I don't know where his head is when it comes to fantasy football sometimes. Um, I will say I think I think this the trade what was the trade that Chris made today? He traded like Josh Allen and Dallas Goddard. Or did he get that? Um, let me look up the full trade. So he traded um Kenyon or he traded Kenyon Drake and Cooper Cup for Josh Allen and Dallas Goddard. So he traded the Rams number one receiver and the starting running back for the Arizona Cardinals who are on a roll under two and oh for a quarterback who is not a very good quarterback and a tight end by committee who's technically the T E two on a roster that is going nowhere fast. Well, I think I think Josh Allen isn't as bad as what you think he is. But I don't know in this I with the updated quarterbacks uh point system, I don't think Josh Allen is as valuable as either a Kenyon Drake or uh Connor Cup. Not at all. Cooper Cup. Oh, Cooper yes, Cup. Cooper Cup, sorry. I agree with you, hundred percent. And then Dallas Goddard, obviously tight end. I mean, Dallas Goddard's probably the best tight end too on any team. But right. if you're a tight end two in the real world, you can't really be a tight end one in the real in fantasy, can you? I don't think so. Even though going back to Zach Ertz being a crybaby bitch, um, I mean, they're still going to share production even if he is a crybaby bitch. But I, the one thing I did like about Nate's deal was that he got Zach Ertz and that he kind of solidified his tight end position. Right. Hey, I just realized this. Chris er, or Chris Break, not Chris Break, um, Matt Weagless today traded both Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. So he had both tight ends on his roster and then traded both. <laughs> Wiggles, we'll we'll talk about Wiggles' news when we get to him. I think it's time. To yeah, move, I am. I think it's time to move to number eight. Yep, your call. Who we got at number eight? We got last right year's, now. We have Chandler Ball. We got last year's champion, Chandler Ball, who again, bottom dweller, going nowhere super fast. Um, I mean, he didn't fare very well against Nolan in week two. Um, Drew Brees was way off. Naheem Hines was not Naheem Hines of week one. No. Derrick Henry was not Derrick Henry. Um, I think DeAndre Hopkins had a touchdown, right? I'm sure he, he did. did. Stefan Diggs had a good day. Um, Peyton Barber literally did <laughs> nothing. Who's Peyton did Barber he? playing think, for? Uh, he plays for Washington, and he had a total of one rushing yard. <laughs> Classic. I will say Chandler missed his opportunity to trade Naheem Hines to me. Right, right, right. He missed his opportunity. I think I, he allegedly said I offered Jarvis Landry, which I know for a fact that I would not have offered Jarvis Landry. I think I was offering him Sterling Sharp for him. Or, yeah, Sterling Shepard. Sure. The New York Giants wide receiver for him. Mm-hmm. And he missed his opportunity. Yeah, he... um. I mean, he has Melvin Gordon, who he left on the bench in favor of Peyton Barber. I don't know um, what he was thinking there. 
I mean, if you saw the way Saquon Barkley played against the Steelers, I can't really blame him either. But uh, but the Denver still, Broncos at least have an offensive line. But you still have Jalen Brown, or you still have John Brown as well. I mean, if you have Stephon Diggs and John Brown, one of them against Miami is bound to pop off. I mean, he literally could have played anyone on his roster besides Deshaun Watson, obviously. Um, I think it was just bad management by Chandler this week, to be honest, and that's why he's suffering. Right. Um, Deshaun Watson and Drew Brees scored the same amount of points and almost put up the same exact stats. Um, let me see here. And let's say Drew Brees. Can we just admit that Drew Brees might be done? I, he's definitely not a quarterback that's going to be able to throw the ball down the field more than once or twice a game. Yeah. I think, and if he does, you don't know where it's going. I think I trust uh, Super Bowl Peyton Manning, who literally, because of his neck, could not throw the ball 10 yards downfield more than Drew Brees. Can we also acknowledge that Tom Brady is not going to be the reason that Tampa Bay is success this year if Tampa Bay is as successful as everyone thinks they're going to be? No, I think Drew Brees and Tom Brady, the old guard is setting and the young guns are coming in and they're going to start running the league here soon. Tom Brady has averaged like 225 yards. He has three touchdowns on the year, but also three interceptions and a fumble lost. Um, so... I, I don't I I'm just not really impressed with Brady, what you're doing. Uh, Brady might play better towards the end of the year as he gets situated in Tampa, but I still think his best would still not be a starting fantasy quarterback. And I drafted Tom Brady. And then I luckily I thank God I traded him to Nate. I think I made I think I made a good move trading him to Nate and sticking with Matt Ryan. I didn't think it was possible for Nate to score, well, for anyone in this league to score 83 points. Um, I'm really confused by some of his decisions he made. Um, He sat DK Metcalf. He played Tom Brady over Jimmy Garoppolo, who played the Jets, who was the worst team in the league. Even though Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt, he still outscored Tom Brady by a whole seven points. Um. He played Chris Herndon, who I told him to pick up earlier in the year, which I wasn't actually serious about. I was just trying to trade him Chris Herndon. Uh, he played New Orleans. I don't know. Just a, a lot of questionable calls here. Um, he lost to Quan Barkley. Um, I think this is the second week that he's dealt with injury. Um, he was down Jack Doyle. Just not just really not a great week for Nathan Gonzalez. It was, it's rough. It's rough. It's rough for him. That's why he's that's why I list him at number 10. Sure. Uh number seven, we have good old Matt Wiggles. Um, my literal arch nemesis in fantasy football. I don't know how he does it week to week. Um, I feel like I could literally have a team of Ezekiel Elliott, Christian McCaffrey, um, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and the Steelers defense, and then a bunch of just middle-of-the-pack guys and still lose the Wiggles every week. Um, I mean, he gets lucky every time he plays me. Uh, Tyler Boyd had, like, one catch for nine yards going into the fourth quarter, and they blew up for 72 yards, a touchdown, and five more receptions. Um, Keenan Allen literally was – like, he hadn't done anything – 
um, what's his name, didn't throw to him all game until towards the end, and then he picked up 15. Josh Allen, 44 points, not going to even address that. <laughs> I mean, he's just just everywhere. Every time we play, he gets very lucky, and he finds a way to beat me. I will say, Wiggles, he made a great trade with Chris Brake. Sure. And then maybe, honestly, might have been a trade that make him a contender in the league. And then he threw that all away and traded a lot of good players to Nate. Exactly. I don't know what he was thinking there. I have not actually approved that trade because I want to make sure that Chris Brake wasn't under the influence of any sort of narcotics when he made that trade with Nate. No, Chris, I mean, Chris, you never know with Chris. You mean Wiggles? Oh, Wiggles? Uh he never know with Wiggles. You never know with either of them. I mean, he literally gave up Jared Judy, Todd Gurley, and Zach Ertz for C.D. Lamb, who hasn't been great, D.J. Moore, who hasn't been great, and Larry Fitzgerald, who just is not Larry Fitzgerald of 2012 Wait. anymore. Nate was able to keep Odell Beckham in that deal. He was. <laughs> God bless. I think Nate, Nate might have just had the trade of the year. I think Nate <laughs> might have. We might have to call Detective Hanson and say that Nate just robbed Matt Wiegelist. He also found out that he has, or he had the word homeless spelled incorrectly. So Wiggles also at noon today changed his name from homeless Belichick to homeless Belichick. Hey, that could, hey, that could have just been a typo there. And then he went and dropped uh, Joey Sly, the kicker for Carolina, just out of nowhere. I mean, does he have another kicker on the roster? Um, as of right now, he is Jason Myers okay. of the Seahawks. Okay. As long as he has, so he has Russell lineup. Wilson. He has Russell Wilson, Austin Eckler, Kenny on Drake, which is a heck of a pickup. Kenny and Drake's um, the best running back. He has Johnny Smith. He has Tyler Lockett. Um, Tyler Boyd. The Bills defense going up against the Rams. We'll see if that works out for him. And then he's got like three bench spots open. Be and he's still holding on to Jerry Judy, Todd Gurley, and Zach Ertz because they're all going to be traded once I approve this trade to go through. I mean, he, he would have probably the best running back trio if he didn't trade um, Todd Gurley. Hey, please also don't forget that he used the. Second pick of the entire fantasy draft to pick up Todd Gurley, and he's going to trade him two weeks later for literal chump change. Yeah, uh, I don't know what's going on in that kid's head. If he loses next week, which let's see who he's playing this upcoming week. He is playing, let's go week three. He's playing Connor. Uh, He's projected the win over Connor. But if he loses to Connor, I think it's safe to say that he's the worst team in the league based on these moves. Um, yeah, seeing as all the players that he's trading are going to be gone, so his projections are probably going to be lower than they are. I could definitely see Connor pulling out a win here. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right. And while we're talking about Connor, might as well introduce our sixth place team. Six, exactly, sixth place, team more beer. Um, he still has Rob Gronkowski as a starting tight end. Um, not sure if he's ever going to get that figured out. Hey, I, I mean, I'd offer Connor Hunter Henry for one of his backup running backs. 
I mean, who do you want though? Do you want David Montgomery? Do you want um, Leonard Fournette? I'm thinking Leonard Fournette. Maybe Latavius Murray. Where did he? Oh, he has Duke Johnson. I thought he got David Johnson from Nate. I was going to say, what the Yeah, I originally thought that too, but then I realized that Nate still has David Johnson. Because I right. created Nate David Johnson. Let me see. Um, I'm going up against Chris Brake. Okay, never mind. We're not on me. We're not on me. I forgot. I thought we moved on from Connor. No, we're still yeah, on Connor's, Connor's an interesting one because he's got Lamar Jackson and Ezekiel Elliott. So he's heavy up top. He's got some talent. He's got Will Lutz, who's a pretty reliable kicker week to week. And then he just kind of falls apart. He has David Montgomery, who's just kind of like a – he's about as bland as it gets at running back. Then he has Will Fuller, who's just about as bland as it gets at wide receiver. He's Devonta Parker, who's just in a really bad situation with Miami right now. That's just a – it's a bad team. He's Rob Gronkowski, and he doesn't have another tight end on the roster. Um, he has Darius Slayton as a flex. Who, who knows? I mean, that Giants team is going to be, become more of a throwing team now that Saquon's out. He's got Baltimore's defense. Um, Kemp Newton's his backup. I mean, he's, he's, good just he's good at quarterback. He could trade a quarterback. He just doesn't have a sexy team after Lamar Jackson and Ezekiel Elliott is my problem. With because him. he has Cam Newton. Does he have another quarterback on the roster? Nope. Oh, Dak Prescott. Oh, of course he has Dak Prescott. I forgot he carried three quarterbacks last year. Yeah, so I mean, he could probably trade a quarterback to get a tight end. It'd be one of those. He'd be it'd be a backup quarterback, right? Um, I don't know in this league who needs a quarterback. Maybe Chris Brake. Um, Chandler is Drew Brees, but he also has Deshaun Watson. Um, Wiggles is pretty set. He has Russell Wilson. He actually must have heard us talking about him because he just went and changed his roster as we were. <laughs> from the last time I looked at him. Yeah, he uh, – Connor's got three quarterbacks. Two of them, he has nothing he can do with them because other than Chris Brake – well, you know, Chris Brake is the worst trader in the league, so maybe he could get a deal for either Cam Newton or Dak Prescott. I mean, yeah, he probably could get a good deal. I don't know if there's anyone in Chris Brake's roster that you'd want, though. Let's, other than maybe Nick Chubb and then Travis Kelsey, who he's definitely not going to part with. I mean, if he trades Travis Kelsey, he might as well just throw in the towel. Right. <laughs> he might as right. he might as well get ready for the punishment. Exactly. Um, you want to go on to number five, halfway point of the, of the league? Yeah, I'll go. Number, half? number five is the commissioner, Andrew Boyle. Uh, Boyle, how are you feeling about your team? How are you feeling about the, the first loss in the year? Not a great not a great week two. Um, I mean, I've, I've put up the second most, no, never mind. I put up the third most points in the league. Um, but I've also given up the most besides Nate, which doesn't really have anything to do with my team more so than the people I played. But I mean, I'm, I said it on the last two episodes and I'll say it again. I'm in need of a running back. Uh, Devin Singletary is the third string running back on the Bills um, behind Josh Allen and Josh Allen. <laughs> Clyde, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I think, has a lot of promise. It's just that they're going through the wood chipper right now, playing Houston. I know they're playing Baltimore next week. Um, and then obviously I have J.K. Dobbins and Mark Inker. I'm on the roster as well. 
Um, I mean, Benny I Snell. think J.K. Dobbins by the end of the year will be good. I agree. I mean, just right now, though, I got to get some wins to make sure I stay in playoff contention. Um, this just in, Benny Snell has been released from Firewater Jake. He is officially in the doghouse. He's got fumble handitis, um, and he just didn't make the roster this week. He's been let go from Boil or uh, Firewater Jake. Are you picking someone up? Um, I mean, I'm not going to disclose that information. Um, I certainly have someone in mind that I would like to pick up if he comes available on the waiver wire. Um, let's just say I have four waiver claims in place right now that should be processed in the morning. If I get two of them, I'll be really happy. If I get a third one, I'll be ecstatic. If I get the fourth, I'll be over the moon. Okay. That's about I don't know how I don't know how um aggressive the people owners are gonna be on the waiver wire this early in the season. I think some people might wanna s- stick with their players that they have and that they drafted. I've got a couple guys in the roster that I've just they've proven to me that they were late picks because they aren't very productive. Um there's some guys in the roster I'm gonna stick with and see what they can do. But there's some guys that I I mean, I also have an open roster spot. Do I have an open roster spot? I don't know if I have an open roster spot now that I say that. Um, Julio Jones fucked me last week. Um, he has been dealing with an injury that the media didn't really talk about, so I didn't really know about, and then he went out and scored four points. Um, That's rough. Not a great, not a great showing. That's rough. Um, but... So, do you know who the top two targeted wide receivers in the league are? Could you name them one and two? I'll tell you, number one is DeAndre or DeAndre Hopkins. Can you name me the number two targeted wide receiver in fantasy football this year? Or in the NFL this year? Is he on your team? He is on my team. His name is Deontay Johnson. Shut up. I hate you. He is the second highest targeted wide receiver in football this year. Um, I got him after I drafted Robert Woods, and I think I took him after I took uh, Terry McLaurin. So he was a guy, and obviously I kept Julio, so he's the wide receiver four on my roster, but I don't see there being any way that he's not going forward on my roster week to week. Um, I'm just trying to Trying to remain positive this early on. Um, I definitely thought that I was going to get a little bit more out of Devin Singletary in the draft. I was hoping he'd be the second half of the season version of Devin Singletary where he got a lot of red zone touches. Um, he got over his fumbleitis. He hasn't had a chance to fumble this year, so that's good at least. But he has a total of 10 rushes this year for 56 yards. Um, How many receptions does he have? Uh, seven. Okay. That's seven points so for you. He's, he's not done me too great, though, unfortunately. So, I mean, if we have to move on, we move on. Yeah, we'll see. Let's let's move on to number four. Agreed. And that's uh, Mitch McCoy. Oh, Mitch McCoy had himself a good week, too. Yeah, he had, he had uh, a good week, even with Christian McCaffrey going down with injury. Right, that's going to hurt him. I think Mitch McCoy is the worst injury-plagued team in the league. And I'm still surprised he's young Joe Burrow. I mean, I know I know that's his team name. Joe Burrow is my daddy. But, 
I mean, he's got Aaron Rodgers on the on the roster. I can't confirm that he currently is Aaron Rodgers slated to be in the starting position going into week three. Okay. So who are the Bengals? Who are the Bungles playing next week? The Bungles will be playing at Philadelphia, which I don't even know if home field advantage matters that much this year. I think honestly, the well, Mitch, who are the Packers playing? Uh, the Packers play at New Orleans Sunday night. I don't know. Is Aaron Rodgers good in prime time? Aaron Rodgers is pretty good in prime time, but I mean, the Eagles have been sucking this year. I will say that Mitch is going to play the Eagles defense, which is why he probably sat Joe Burrow. But if I were him, I would play Joe Burrow over my decision to play the Eagles defense. I mean, I might get rid of the Eagles defense, to be honest with you. Sure. Hey, uh, George Kittle, is he coming back this week? Um, I don't know. I think he says he's hurt, but I mean, George Kittle's a tough guy and he could probably get something out. I think he was trying to play last week. He's definitely a hard worker. You can't take that from him. Yeah. he He's the type of guy you can build a fantasy team around. Sure. He's a good locker room guy. I, I, I feel terrible for Marlon Mack and I know that Marlon Mack was on Mitch's team. We just... I feel terrible for the guy. The, the NFL is a bad. It's Marlon Mack. It's, it's a loveless game. It's a loveless game. I gotta tell you. Yeah, and I am a big Marlon Mack fan, and it pains me to say this as a Colts fan that Marlon Mack has probably played his last game in Indianapolis or for the Indianapolis Colts. Maybe even in the NFL at this point. At this point, I don't know. I think a team will give him an opportunity next year on a one-year deal. But if he sure. gets seriously hurt next year, I think he would be done. Sure, sure. That, because next year will be a sixth year in the league. Yeah, you don't see many guys coming off a major ACL injury getting a getting a worthwhile contract. Yeah, I think he'd sign for the mini, uh, league minimum if he get if he stays healthy. He'll get a he'll get a, another bigger contract after that. Sure. I hope all the best for him. Yep. Hey, let's get let's move on to our top three here. Um, another, I believe he was in the top three last week. Correct me if I'm wrong. We have uh, Nolan Inlow team. I love QAnon. Um, another team hit hard by the injury bug. Yeah, and let's be real. Nolan could have very well been two and zero if he did not play the Vikings defense in week one. Right? Did he play the Vikings defense in week two? I don't know. Vikings defense I, probably they're would have the done a little better than so. would have the Packers, is my guess. I mean, they he's that's the only defense on his roster, so I'd have to guess so. Yeah. I mean, I would say, I mean, obviously, they got one cheap turnover, but they did let uh, 28 points. So, I'm guessing sure. they obviously didn't get, what, minus 16 week one is what they got? I think they got four. I think they got four points okay. for him. I mean, that's, that's I mean – you obviously want your defense to have more than four points, but it's better than sure. being in the red. It's a 20-point swing from week one. Yes. Because, I mean, that, that's a plus. I mean, he's got Pat Mahomes, Josh Jacobs, Joe Mixon. Um, Could we call this the best running back tandem in fantasy in this league? I mean, I think? think it's up there. And then he's got Devontae Adams, who got hit with the injury bug in the second half of that game. Um, DJ Shark, is he injured? 
I don't know, but I don't know if you really want to rely on a Jacksonville wide receiver. Absolutely not. Tyler Higby has definitely proven that he's a tight end one in this league. Went for three scores last week, 54 yards, three scores. Um, he's definitely got an ace in the hole with Tyler Higby. Um, yeah, Calvin but you wonder Ridley, if Tyler Higby's going to be able to reproduce a performance even somewhat that somewhat resembles that. Sure. I mean, if he can get one touchdown and 57 points a game or 57 yards a game on five catches, I mean, Nolan's taking home 17 points a week from a tight end position. Yeah. So, I mean, that's good. That's more than what you normally get. Calvin Ridley, for whatever reason, Matt Ryan loves to throw the football to Calvin Ridley. He's got 63 points in two games this year. Um, four touchdowns, 240 yards. He's got 16 receptions. Um, Matt Ryan loves to throw the guy the ball. That's all I can say. I think, um, this is, I think this year is Calvin Ridley's breakout year. Sure. Um, but he also lost Cortland Sutton um, yeah. to the IR. Um, obviously, he had Debo Samuel, who is done, done. Yeah, I mean, no one's going to Oh, wait, hold interest. on. Hold the phone, Cotton. Reports yesterday said that Kyle Shanahan said the 49ers are aiming for Debo Samuel to make his debut season for week four against the Eagles. Um, if you say so. Hey, that's that's good for Nolan. Debo Samuel also a threat to get a couple carries via a reverse. Sure. He is very, very, very thin in his bench. But what he's got in his starting nine, ten, sorry. What he's got in his starting ten is a a group that can go and win week to week. And I think he'd be willing to sacrifice a couple weeks on when he's hit by the bye week. Maybe sacrifice a game or two to maintain this for playoff contention. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, playoffs is what matters. Exactly. I mean, if you lose one or two games in the regular season, it doesn't matter if you have all your starters. That's all that makes sense. I mean, you're probably already going to lose a game or two in the during the season. Sure. I don't think no one. I, we aren't going to see a 1972 Miami Dolphins and see someone just win every single game. I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever seen that in fantasy football. Mm, no, def- definitely not. Definitely not. Let's see here. Um, number two, we have Brady's Deflated Balls, owned by Nathan Shutley. Um, he still swears by Carson Wentz. Um, not a great game uh, against the Rams. No touchdowns, two interceptions, 242 yards, amassed 11 whopping points. Um, is Shuttle in need of a quarterback? Is he... Is he officially in need of a quarterback? Because he has Kirk Cousins and Ryan Tannehill on his roster. Neither of them are sexy moves either. I mean, I would get rid of Kirk Cousins right away. Yeah. But for Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz is going to figure it out. So I think you ride with him. You might want to But until then, don't you want to at least have a more viable option? I mean, he's only projected 20 points against a bad Cincinnati Bengals defense. I would maybe try to look and maybe inquire in Connor to get either a Cam Newton or a Dak Prescott. I mean, this week, Gardner Minshew plays against Miami, who's a very bad Miami defense. 
on a Thursday night. So short rest. Miami's got a bad defense. All the all those have the makings for a big night for Gardner Minshew. Not that I'm going to tell Nathan Shelley how to run his team because he's two and zero, and that's a better record than I have. And he's already scored over 300 points in this league in two weeks. But if I were in his situation, I would take a strong, hard look at Gardner Minshew. Um, statistically, and you can back me up on this, Thursday night games have no defense. Yeah. Gardner Minshew might be having – and it's not a contract year, but he's basically paying or playing for the starting role in Jacksonville. If things don't pan out like they did week one, and if he just starts to slope off a little bit, I think he's – I, they're definitely going to go for a quarterback in this upcoming draft if he doesn't prove himself. Is what I'm trying yeah, to say. I think they're going to go for a. I think they're going to draft the quarterback in the first round, regardless. But if Gardner Minshew, if the, let's just say the Jacksonville Jaguars can go six and ten with Gardner Minshew this year, I think he. I think he. He he puts some doubt in the front office mind on if they should draft a quarterback or not. Sure. Sure. Because Jacksonville, I, they have a bad roster, but if Gardner Minshew can go six and ten or seven and nine, he puts some doubt in the roster. He puts some right. He he makes the GM question the decision of making of drafting a quarterback in the first round. And there's a few of but, them this year, but they'll still do it. We can all agree on that. Yeah, they probably will do it regardless. But I mean, he's he'll at least make them question the decision, right? Um, I mean, Dalvin Cook, he's gone out and produced week by week. Jonathan Taylor is probably your favorite player in the league right now. I um, mean, me. if if we're talking about fantasy football, yes, I think he's up there. If we're talking about favorite player in the league in general, no one beats Big Q. Not even Darius Leonard? Big Q is my favorite. I... I made the decision on either getting a big Q or a Darius Leonard jersey, and I'm glad I made the decision on big Q. I do too, because Darius Leonard's overrated. Darius Leonard's good. <laughs> He's very good, but big uh, Quentin Nelson's the best offensive lineman in the league, and I don't think that's really a debate. I mean, he's definitely submitted himself as a top five guy, if not a top three guy. I don't think there's a better offensive lineman in the league than – Nelson. Before we annoy Nathan Shetley too much, let's keep going on and bragging on his team. Um, is Michael Thomas going to play this week? If Michael Thomas plays this week, that's going to hey, play out well for Shetley. Did but. you hear a report that the Green Bay Packers doctor, who's like oh, probably the NFL leader in, I think, what, Michael Thomas is an ankle injury? Yes. Like, I think the Packers team doctor is, like, the league leader in, like, diagnosing ankle injuries. Mm -hmm. There's a – I've heard from a source that the Packers doctor might have to be the one to clear Michael Thomas. Oh, my God. I don't know. Conflicts of interest possibility there. But – I mean, if we're leaving up to the Packers doctor on if Michael Thomas plays tonight or this weekend, I, I'm gonna lean. I'm gonna lean saying that Michael Thomas isn't gonna play. Sure. I mean, he also has Mike Evans on the roster and Juju Smith-Schuster, who he knows and he's very proud that he picked up Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, I, I'm proud of him for it, even though he picked him, I think three picks right before I was going to, so I was a little upset. 
But, I mean, you can't blame the guy. Um, I mean, Robbie Anderson, did he do much less? Well, sure, he went for over 100 yards last week. Robbie Anderson's a nice a nice little backup. Yeah. Noah Fant is pretty uncoverable in this league. Um, I mean, Jared Cook, I don't know if I would put Jared Cook over Noah Fant this week. Um, Noah Fant's going up against a pretty mediocre Tampa Bay defense. Yeah, um, but Drew Brees, with, if Michael Thomas isn't going to play, he's going to throw to Jared Cook because he can't throw the ball 20 yards downfield. I mean, Jared Cook only got the ball thrown to him twice yesterday. Really? Hmm. Only twice. One of them did result in a touchdown, but he only caught the ball twice. Hmm. Interesting. And Noah, Noah Fant also had a touchdown and way more productive. So, again, Nathan Shetley, not to know how to run your team, but he's the he's the guy that you can't you can't tell him how to run his team. Exactly. Um, sad to see Paris Campbell on the IR. He's on the IR. Um, yes, he. Well, he's yes, he officially is in the IR in the NFL, and he's in the IR in Nathan Shelley's team. That is news to me. I was told he was going to play. No, Paris Campbell is done. That's sad. That's real. That's real tough. And then he has Raheem Mostert too. That's re- that's real tough about Paris Campbell because Paris Campbell he played pretty well week one, and I was expecting him to have a little bit of a breakout year. Um, I'm hoping he can come back healthy and play and uh, play uh, next year. Man, that was a gruesome. Did you see? Yeah, you definitely saw that injury live. I saw a replay, but that was a gruesome injury. Yeah, I said I sent you a text immediately after that play saying R.I.P. Paris Campbell, and then. Probably 20 seconds later, I tweeted you and said, R.I.P. Drew Locke, as Bud Dupree probably ended his season. Uh, Drew Locke is supposed to play. I mean, hey, did you see that the Denver Broncos picked up Blake Bortles? Yeah, he's probably the best guy available, and there's no doubt in my mind of it. Not even a, a quarterback who hasn't played since 2016? I don't think there's a single player that I would trust to just go out and plug and play if they haven't played in the league in four years. And that is a completely unpolitical opinion. I just think if a guy has been out of the league for four years, just like I wouldn't bring in Des Bryant, I wouldn't trust Des Bryant to play in the league right now. I mean, that's a val- that's a valid point. I mean, he's. I mean, it's you can think whatever you want about why he hasn't played, but for a guy that has not played an NFL down in four years, I mean, I I, I just don't think that it's a worthwhile investment. And that's all I'll say on the topic. Uh, I, I I think you have a good point. We're going to skirt past any other controversial topic here, and we're going to get to our number one team, who you're very proud to announce, I'm sure. So I'll give you that benefit of the doubt, or I'll give you that, that honor. I mean, it's not even a question. There's not even a doubt in my mind that I am the best team in the league. After week two, I can agree with you. I mean, I think this is the year Ursay is my savior. He's gonna come home. We're not gonna choke. We got every I don't I don't think I have a weak spot on the roster. I think your quarterbacks are weak. I think Matt Ryan, hey, even number year. You know, I don't Matt need Ryan to know about the even, even numbered years. You got a pretty weak defense. <laughs> Colts they scored twenty seven points last week. Yeah, there's not a lot of not a lot of weak spots. I, I don't know how you want to. 
I love how you and Shetley cried to me about the wide receiver scoring, and here you are benefiting from Tyreek Hill. I mean, Tyreek Hill would have had more points instead of well, having yeah, every wide how many points would have had more points. Um, two something or another. I think I had like two oh somewhere between two oh seven and two eleven. I think. Um, two eleven. Yeah. Shoot, if we had the wide receiver points the way it was before the draft, I'd probably have about two fifty. Probably so, which wouldn't be anywhere fair. But yeah, I mean, you got very lucky. Um, all your players were just had career days besides Jarvis Landry, who stinks. Um, I mean, Jarvis Landry isn't bad. I think Jarvis Landry stinks. I think everyone – I don't know if anyone had, like, a super good day. I think everyone could redo this performance again later down in the year. Um, I'm really glad I picked up Darren Waller, the tight end at, out of Las Vegas. I didn't realize sure. Derek Carr almost strict, strictly throws to Darren Waller after Watson play last night. I mean, he did have 12 receptions. Yes. And I also have a good backup tight end in Hunter Henry that I could possibly, who would probably be a starter for a lot of other teams in this league. Sure. But he's on my bench. And then I also have two wide receivers on my bench that I'm still pretty high on in Brandon Cooks and um, Sterling Shepard. Um, Sterling Shepard has, I have my source from my New York Giants guy that he still has something left in the tank. Um, he should be expecting to play better than what he has this year. And then Braden Cooks, the Texans are just going through a tough start with starting off against Kansas City, and then going to Baltimore, and now they're playing Pittsburgh this week. So I don't expect Brandon Cooks to at least have a good game until week four, even though he did have 14 points this week. Sure. Hey, you got to be on the lookout. Sterling Shepard has turf toe. Can't confirm. Uh, he's out for maybe two weeks. He's on my bench. Depends how severe it is. Um, he's my wide receiver five. I'm not too worried about my wide receiver five being hurt. I'm just saying I would not bank on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of your skills players out of a possible eight scoring a touchdown every week. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Hey, this league, you don't – no one scores 200 points on a regular basis, but very few teams have the capability of scoring 200 points. I I think if you get everyone going, I mean, I think there's probably – I think the top five teams in the league, all of them have the opportunity to score anywhere from 185 to 200. You're probably um, not completely wrong. Um, I think once you get to Connor Smith's roster, where he has David Montgomery as a starting running back, Will Fuller as his number one wide receiver, and I mean, you're, you're not looking at a team that's going to score 200 points. But I think our top five teams in the league right now have that capability. And also, by the way, can we just admire how Alvin Kamara might be the front runner for fantasy football MVP? Uh, I would also like to acknowledge that you were so close to trading him for very cheap 
and I was stupid not to make a more serious offer to you. I was worried that, and I even said this when I was going to trade, I was like, I want to wait till the end of the week because it's an emotion because I was afraid there's going to be some holdout um, controversy. And I didn't think Calvin Kamara was going to play it down this year, but it turns out he's not a Le'Veon Bell. Um, he got this contract extension and he's playing to it. I, I just wish I would have been able to make that play, but you live and learn in this league. I mean, I, I was not going to make a deal on Alvin Kamara until the end of that week. Sure. And by the end of that week, he came back to practice. Like my one thing was if Alvin Kamara practices this week, I'm keeping him. If he doesn't practice, I'm going to consider a trade for him. And I'd give, I'd give someone a discount. Right. He, he plays or he practices, stays on our save my savior for another year. Hey, do we know how long Christian McCaffrey's out? Is he worth making a play for, you think? He's out for a couple weeks. Um, I don't think – if I'm Mitch, I don't know if I trade him because McCaffrey's at least going to be a – McCaffrey will at least be his keeper. So I don't think he's going to trade his keeper. Right. I'm really huh. – I'm trying to think how I could make something work here. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm sticking with it, – it'll be interesting. Tomorrow morning will be an interesting. We'll see who's on the waiver wire. Just know that Firewater Jake, your commissioner, has some inside sources that m- many might not have of players that might just be difference makers in this league that have gone unnoticed thus far. Yeah, we'll see. I think the only – I think the only – weakness my team might have is that I don't have running back depth, but I think I might make, I've been talking with a couple other owners. I might have some deals coming up right up my alley and always look at the waiver wire. I don't know if there's anyone on the waiver wire right now that I would think about picking up, but I always keep my eye on it. I mean, I will just go on record and say that there's no one on my team that's untouchable in a deal. And that includes Julio Jones once he's fully healthy. Um, Maybe Kyler Murray. Um, I think Kyler Murray's going to be a top five quarterback this year in our league. But other than that, I don't know if I have a roster to win a championship this year. I will go out and say it week three. I don't know if I have a championship winning roster this year. But I'm willing to get myself in position for next year if that's what it takes. But if not, I'm going to work the waiver wire like I have been. See if I can make myself a contender, and then you never know what happens. I mean, I could be a Chandler Ball champion. God, I can't believe that's still Chandler shouldn't have even made the playoffs. I should have, I should have gotten that last playoff spot, but my team choked. Amari Cooper choked uh, um, shoestring. But at the end of the at the end of the day, though, Chandler Ball, no matter how you slice it, he's still a champion in this league. He's still a champion. So, very few much people could say they're a champion. Right. And very few people in our league honestly can say they've earned it either. Yes. Yep, I agree. 
Well, I think that's all we got time for. I'm going to see if I can digest this impossible Whopper. Um, good segment. Um, we'll see. Maybe we should look into doing another food review on next Commissioner's Corner. That'll be up to you to decide because it'll be your review to do. Okay. Um, but as always, thanks for joining. Um, we will see you next Tuesday. Uh, God bless America and God bless Firewater Jake. God bless America.